Well, I had the door closed, and I guess I didn't have it closed enough, because she busted it open. Right. That's what they do. Yes. Cats see a closed door, and they're like, oh, no, 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 no. That can't stand. Welcome back to another episode of the MLS Now podcast. This is a sort of League's Cup date. It's more of like a League's preview, but that doesn't roll off the tongue as well, if I'm being honest. So League's Cup date is the name that we stick with. I'm your host, Russell. You can find me on social media at Mr. Danger Russ. You can follow the podcast on social media at MLS Now podcast. And... Most importantly, you can follow our lovely co-host here to preview slash cup date you on these matches on social media at Lions Blog One. It's Gavin. Hello. Good morning, Gavin. Also, you're muted, by the way, so don't start talking without unmuting yourself. I was not talking. Just so everyone knows, I was not talking. I was just waiting for Russell to finish. He didn't need to call the fact that I was on mute and could have potentially maybe made the mistake that everyone makes from time to time. Good morning, Russell. Happy Monday. Well, good morning, Gavin. I think it's worth noting. It is, in fact, Monday. But no matches tonight. Matches tomorrow night. And we got them spaced out. We have them... Was it 7.30 and 9? No, 7 p.m. Eastern and 9.30 p.m. Eastern. I had them flipped. We'll be able to watch both of them. Each of us. I guess that's what we get when we get to the semifinal stage. Which one do we want to talk about first? The uh, 7 p.m. Philadelphia versus Inter-Miami? Yeah, I think obviously what we have to start with, Gavin, is we have to start with the one that's more obvious as to what the results are going to be. I mean, it's Philadelphia. They're hosting Inter-Miami. Very obviously what's going to happen here is Inter-Miami is going to show up. Philadelphia is going to be obviously the better team in the 80th to 90th minute. Lionel Messi is going to get two free kicks that he's going to score to send us to penalty kicks. And uh, yeah, and, and somehow Miami is going to, find their way through because, you know, Don Garber has handed out the script this week and it says Lionel Messi must save Miami and overcome a late, late deficit. Yep. Just to generate all the pictures and videos online and generate interest in the league. Yep. That's what the script writer said. Got my tinfoil hat on. I am prepared to say that Inner Miami will go through my prediction will be Philadelphia when we get to predictions because they were my team in the original bracket to win it all. So, so far, I've, I'm so good. I've gotten them this far. Um, but as for the match itself, I'm really interested to see the different personnel matches within the matches. So the two that I'm highlighting here is obviously you have to pick Messi. But how is uh, Jose Martinez going to deal with Messi. It's going to be a little different because Martinez is definitely a very physical player. And with Messi, you can't be physical. You you take him out two times and you have a yellow card. 
like referees are just super protective. We've seen that. We've seen that throughout this tournament. Anyone who touches Messi basically gets a yellow. So Martinez is going to get a yellow this game eventually. <laughs> and now it's just a matter of can he play the whole game on a yellow card or are we going to see him get a double yellow? Are we going to see a situation where he has to stop a goal from happening and he's the only guy who can stop it and it's 2-1 or something and we see Martinez go off? Most likely not, most likely not, but it, it's a potential. And just seeing how he does as a defensive midfielder versus Messi is going to be really interesting to me. Yeah, what I'm also curious in is the other side of the defensive midfield within Miami with Busquets. Philadelphia have a very physical front part of the midfield. And while Busquets has been very, very good on the ball, I think he is still a little bit more susceptible at this point in his career to that physicality. I think teams have found that that is generally how you need to play against Miami. If you want to see the best results, I mean, trying to out technique Busquets and Jordi Alba and uh, Messi has not worked for the teams that have tried that. And they've not looked good at all when that happens. So For Philadelphia, though, that's already their normal style of play. They're already a very physical team. And we've seen Busquets under pressure make the occasional giveaway. So I think that might have to be that might have to be their plan is they might have to think we need to pressure Busquets. We need to hope we can capitalize on his like once a match, poor back pass or poor giveaway. And from there, then just really try and hope that you don't let Messi have two free kicks 20 yards from goal. Precisely. Yes, that's a that's a good game plan to go into the match having. I am nervous that Philadelphia is going to try and change their play style a bit to cater to this Miami team. I want to see them use their play style. I want to see them tested against Miami, and I think they could be the dominant team. We saw Dallas be the dominant team against Miami and I don't think there's any reason why Philadelphia can't do it and with their quality I think they could come out on top but then there's the factor going the other way where Messi and co may have one or two more chances on the transition on the counter and then you're leaving yourself exposed I'm also curious because I don't know if God's dog is going to be back yet for Philadelphia. And if I'm being honest, I don't know if Philadelphia without Gazdag is going to be as much of a threat as they need to be. So I, I'm really hoping to see him back in. I haven't seen any news saying that he will return, but I haven't also seen a news saying he for sure won't return. So if he doesn't, I would seriously consider putting in one of those like dummy attacking midfielders that's only in there to mark Busquets out of the game. Like, I don't know, Leon Flock. Throw Leon Flock in there. Have him follow Busquets every move. Don't let him get the ball. When he gets it, don't let him turn and pass. 
Like just be his shadow and mark him out of the game. That'd be that'd be pretty uh, interesting to see how Miami copes without their midfield maestro. For sure. And as well, what I'm also interested in seeing, I, I know you have a few notes here of players you're interested in. I'm just like ignoring all of them for players that I'm interested in instead. I'm interested to see Kai Wagner because Philadelphia really leverage him to play down that left side of the field and then play some crosses in and see what they can do. And that's not to say that Miami's been super strong defensively. I, I think their defense stems from teams being unable to play through the midfield with Busquets there. And if you bypass Busquets, I'm just curious to see, can Miami's center backs fully deal with high quality crosses coming into the box? And I don't know if they can. I think Kamal Miller can. (laughs) I don't know about his partner in crime so yeah that's a good point it's gonna be interesting to see how kai wagner is used if he goes up the pitch a lot if he stays back to be more safe that's kind of what i mean when i say i want philadelphia to use their play style send wagner or wagner send wagner up the pitch don't be scared don't leave him back to be protective go after him see how they react to you don't react to them that sort of thing my other player was um Mbizo versus Robert Taylor. Taylor's been very good for Miami. Mbizo, I don't know, I've just never been fully impressed by him. I think he's always got a mistake in him. Offensively, he's not the cleanest player up there. He's he's really just a quick body who works really hard and um he de- he's definitely like worthy of being on an MLS roster, but I think if Philadelphia wanted to upgrade at a position. That's one of the clear ones to me, in my opinion. And so how, you know, Robert Taylor's obviously in red hot form. Is he going to take advantage of Mbizo? Is he going to, you know, take him to the cleaner? Or is Mbizo going to have a good game versus Robert Taylor? And Robert Taylor's not going to be able to cope with him. It's going to be interesting. That's all I've got to say on this match. Uh, Do you have anything else? I think the only thing worth pointing out, I think it was Jim Curtin said on social media, he was like, don't sell your tickets. I know, I know you all know what's coming. You know, probably what money is going to be on offer for some of these tickets. Don't sell your tickets. Show up to the stadium. Keep it a home match. Support the team. He didn't say it in so many words, but... I like you know, that. His, yeah. his message was strictly don't sell your tickets. Yeah, I like that. It's a good message. Yeah, I will tell you right now, I think lots of people are going to sell their tickets because I'm going to be honest, for the average person, for the average fan, if you tell them that someone's going to pay $800 per seat for their tickets, and that might cover their season ticket for next year, or someone can get like $1,600 and then, I don't know, pay some bills, pay their credit card. You sell the tickets. 
Right. I would say the average person is selling those tickets. Yeah. Whether you like it or not. $1,600. That's a, it's more than my mortgage. I could pay a month's worth of mortgage and then some. Go a long way. All right. I'm guessing we don't have as much to say about Monterey versus Nashville. Yeah, I I only have maybe like seven or eight storylines about Monterey versus Nashville, obviously. So, (laughs) I mean, okay, Gavin, I'm going to say right now, this is the match that I think has more possibility for the tinfoil hats to be firmly on the head here. I mean, in a way, I wouldn't be surprised for this to be like that goosebumps, choose your own, you know, choose your own horror story, choose your own adventure for that to be this match because I mean, there's so many different ways this match can go depending on how you want to approach it. I think the two big stories, right? The two alternate versions of this match and how it plays out version. Number one, Nashville beats Monterey. It's going to have horrific officiating, very tense VAR reviews. There's going to be a lot of criticism on social media about the officiating about the referee there's going to be people saying oh nashville's no good monterey should have beat them this was just mls trying to show that they're better than liga mx by rigging the matches and i I think that's one very distinct possibility that if nashville wins that's the outcome we see and we see some sort of statement that like oh you know from Liga MX saying, well, the officiating was very poor and we feel that our teams were not being respected in this tournament and we're not going to participate in League's Cup again because, you know, it's not worthy of the professional nature of the sport, something like that. Alternatively, (laughs) I can also see this going almost the exact opposite way where it's like, Monterey gets every single call. They get some referee favoritism, making sure that they have every advantage and every chance to win because they want to see in all likelihood Monterey versus Miami in the finals. And it'll be Nashville getting a red card again. And it's going to be like this testy match where everything goes against Nashville they narrowly miss the goal every single time. They'll have like all these great chances that they never convert. And people are going to say, oh, the script writers were out. They didn't want to see, you know, the better team advance. They just wanted it for the storylines. They wanted it for the money. They wanted all the fans because they know that they can have it probably at like Hard Rock in Florida if Miami's hosting. And, you know, they just want to be able to sell these tickets and make it really expensive. And, you know, on and on and on and on and on. That's personally what I, I think the conversation is going to go in one of those two directions. But I think there's, you, you can pick and choose along the way as to who you want to say the referee is, you know, playing favorites with. But I think that'll be a main talking point. Someone's going to say, oh, the referee's playing favorites no matter what. And yeah, it, it, this match is going to be a mess. It's definitely going to be a mess. I obviously think those are the two poles, those the two um, ends of the spectrum. I think it, it, obviously it's a spectrum. But like that first one where Nashville gets everything 
that was the first one, right? Nashville gets everything. Liga MX gets nothing. I mean, it's possible, but it doesn't make sense for the money makers, right? My head always right. goes to where the money goes. And the money goes to Monterey making it through this match by hook or by crook and getting to the final against whether it be Philadelphia or Miami. Obviously, on the other side, the money goes to Miami making the final. But um, even if it's Philadelphia versus Monterey, it's Liga MX versus MLS. And that's exactly what this competition was before Messi arrived. It was Liga MX versus MLS. And so if you don't have a final of Liga MX versus MLS, how can you definitively stay which league is the better league? You need that showpiece game. So my head skews towards... uh, the other end of the spectrum that where um, Monterey will get the rub of the green for this match. That's what I'm expecting. Yeah, I think as well, here's a really nice way to salvage the reputation of League's Cup in the eyes of Liga MX. If you have this be Inter-Miami versus Monterey and you lose to Lionel Messi... Everyone's just going to be like, well, it's Lionel Messi. So, I mean, obviously Messi had this great performance. Like, there's nothing you could do to stop Messi. And I think if you have Miami win against Monterey in the finals, everyone's going to be like, well, Monterey made it to the finals. They're clearly better than all the other teams, but Lionel Messi was in the finals. So they would have won if not for Messi. But, you know, Messi was there and he's the GOAT. So obviously he has to win. Can't be mad about that. Maybe that's just the best outcome for everybody. Right. It's the best outcome. 100%. And that's probably what we'll see, to be in all honesty. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, and I will tell you right now, those tickets will be extremely expensive. And I will not be buying one because... Mainly because I'm not a season ticket holder of Miami and I don't want to pay $800 on resale for one of those tickets. Yeah, the hard thing is, is if it's at Hard Rock, I might want to go. Not might, Gavin. You will be there. I, I will know. want to go. But yeah. it's on a Friday. No, it's on a Saturday. Yeah, it's on they, the 19th. I think they just opened up a um, high-speed rail between Orlando and Miami. Gavin, I'm a Midwesterner. I don't know what high-speed rail. I don't know what. <laughs> public infrastructure it's an amtrak to train um it's called brightline or something like that and so you said that and i immediately thought of the price line being <laughs> not quite Brightline so, negotiator yeah so it's a possibility it's just a matter of how expensive are the tickets themselves and am i busy saturday night eight hundred dollars i'm calling it right now it'll be eight hundred dollars gavin you're probably right. Well, my matches within matches for this match was uh, Mukhtar versus Aguirre mm-hmm. on the Monterey side. Monterey's right back, or at least he started right back the last few games, I believe. 
how is Aguirre going to deal with Mukhtar floating around up there and being a, a menace on the on the counter? And then I couldn't pick really one defender because of how Nashville's defense sets up, so I just picked Funes Mori versus Nashville's defense. Because Funes Mori, he's, he's no Bertorame, but he gets up there, he scores goals. I mean, he had that one season a few years ago where he scored, like, I think as many league goals as Messi. And Ronaldo, he had like 34 league goals or something in a season. Funes Mori did. And so that's what I'm interested in seeing as well. Can he uh, dig back into his prime and get some goals against this Nashville defense? And how are Nashville's defense going to cope with him? You know, with the five at the back, it's always complicated to deal with a really good striker like that. Well, Gavin, I think you're leaving one thing out here. You're talking. You're missing out. How is Monterey's defense going to cope with the elite strike force of Sam Surridge and Walker Zimmerman, who yeah. apparently Walker Zimmerman will come forward as a third striker in the 89th minute when you know when Nashville's down by one. That's how it works. Yep. Surridge, Walker Zimmerman, and Mukhtar. And they still scored a goal. Right. And everyone else will be behind the halfway line. That is cup soccer. That is the definition of cup soccer. Just crazy BS that happens out of nowhere. Yeesh. Shall we get into predictions? Yeah, absolutely, Gavin. I think this is going to be a long segment. I mean, allocate at least 60 minutes to us talking about this. Yes, I agree. All right. My predictions are Miami and Monterey. My prediction is Monterey. And as much as I have been saying, I think Miami will go through and Miami will go deep and they have gone deep. So I was right about that. I did pick Philadelphia to win it all in my bracket. And the last time I swayed from my actual bracket, I was wrong. So I'm going to go Philly versus Monterey in the final. I also did have this as my final in my bracket, so I should get some props there. And I'm going to be wrong because it's going to be Miami versus Monterey, but come on, Philadelphia. I'm a Philly fan tomorrow. Can't believe you. Unbelievable. You'd root against the GOAT. Hey, don't hit the player, hit the game. All right. I'm, but you're you're hating on the player right now. I guess I am hating on the player, yeah. So, no matches. We're still at... Let me pull up the... Uh, whatever it's yeah, called. We're, we're still on the interlude right now. This is this is Long unusual, one. Gavin. I'm not going to lie. It was weird not talking to you yesterday. We're, at, we're still at 45 matches played, 19 wins for Liga MX, 21 wins for MLS, and 5 draws. And Russell, you have 18 correct picks. And I have 17 correct picks. Gavin, you could potentially tie things up. I could. Or you could fall behind by two when Philadelphia loses to Miami to two messy free kicks in the 80th minute. Yeah. Mm. It's getting tight. These decisions really matter. Everything is on the line. Actions have consequences, Gavin. Yeah. All right, that's all I got. That's all I got, Gavin. 
You can find me at Lions Blog One. You can find me at Mr. Dangerous. And remember, you can find the podcast at MLS Now Podcast. And with that, Gavin, till tomorrow. Till tomorrow.